welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. My name is Ren and on this podcast we talk about all things stranger things and it is very weird to not have someone with me <laughs> um, and just talking to myself. But Emily uh, recently dislocated slash broke her ankle um, and has had to have it fixed um, so is recovering from that um, and cannot sit at her desk. So you have me um, for the foreseeable future. Um, I hope that that's okay. Um, and if there's anything in particular you want me to talk about, then send send that our way. Um, you can send us those those things, and you can talk to us on 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 the internet, on any place you can find a podcast. We we will be there, um, and on Instagram and Twitter at Hawkins Podcast, on YouTube and Tumblr at Hawkins Do Copy, and also on our website, which is HawkinsDoCopy.com. Um, I've been working really hard to try and get that up as soon as possible, so um, you should be able to come on there very very shortly. But today, I am going to be talking about the first Shadow, which is a new play opening in London late 2023. Um, a new Stranger Things play, to clarify. Now they'd said about there being a play adaptation, but I really didn't think it was going to be this soon. The fact that it's going to be like ready to go at the end of this year seems just crazy to me. The first preview is November 17th and the first proper show is December 14th. Um, so like it, it's like almost done like it's it's almost literally in the world so i will read you uh two things before we get into talking about the first shadows so the first thing i'm gonna read is the description that they dropped when they first said about it um and it says before the world turned upside down hawkins 1959 a regular town with regular worries young jim hopper's car won't start bob newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously and Joyce Maladonado just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town. When new student Henry Creel arrives, his family finds that a fresh start isn't so easy and the shadows of the past have a very long reach. Brought to life by a multi-award-winning creative team who take theatrical storytelling and stagecraft to a whole new dimension, this gripping new adventure will take you right back to the beginning of Stranger Things of the Stranger Things story and may hold the key to the end. So that was back on the 1st of March. And then on the 21st of March, a BBC News article was published that says Stranger Things prequel play combines darkness and fun. The creators of Stranger Things have said their upcoming stage show based on their hit Supernatural Netflix series is a possibility they never expected. Matt and Ross Duffer said the concept had not been part of the original plans when they first wrote it for television eight years ago. The duo told the BBC there were more spin-off ideas in the works but said that taking the series to the stage is completely new ground. Presented by Netflix and Sonia Friedman Productions, the new play called Stranger Things The First Shadow will premiere in London's West End on 14th of December. The spin-off prequel will take place in the same universe as the much-loved TV series. Ross Duffer spoke of his surprise at the TV show's success. When we made that first season, we were so shocked we were allowed to make a show just to see what it would become. And now the world is starting to expand. It's pretty great. But this is something we never expected. The new play is written by Stranger Things writer Kate Taffrey and directed by three-time Tony Award-winning director Stephen Daldry. Asked how the idea for a theatre production came about, Matt Duffer explained, The idea did not come from us. I don't think I would have had the idea. The idea came from Stephen Daldry. Daldry was a big fan of the show and wanted to do a play, but he was so busy with The Crown that I thought this would never happen. Finally, a window opened up, he came back and expressed his interest again, and we met up with him and started to talk about what the play could be. 
He added that Daldry had firm ideas about what he had in mind. The plot will see the audience transported back to the town of Hawkins, where Stranger Things is set, in the 1950s, and will feature storylines for already known characters, including Jim Hopper, Joyce Maladonado, and Bob Newby as high schoolers, as well as the show's current villain, Henry Creel. Matt Duffer said it would be a lot of fun to meet younger versions of the show's current characters, adding that in the show you can meet them as high schoolers, basically the same age as the kids are in our show. So yes, we have the darkness and the horror that comes along with the Henry Creel story, but then we also have the fun and pop that comes with meeting and getting to know young Joyce, young Hopper and young Bob. Ross Duffer said the stage show will very feel like another series of Stranger Things, saying that we've got multiple storylines and strands going on throughout and they all build to a pretty big climax so excited that it's a play in itself but it's also using some of the storytelling style that is so much of the show when asked how difficult it can be to not muddy the narrative and character story arcs on writing a prequel Ross Duffer said as we're writing as we're writing the final season we weren't able to make sure everything is lining up when this started, we were just doing four seasons, but now we've moved on to the five and some things have changed. He said season four was so much about the backstory and about Henry Creel that we were just sort of the launching point for what, the, and that was just sort of the launching point for what the show would become. He said that they touched on it in the fourth season of the show, but thought there was a lot of room to explore the origin of evil and in Hawkins, and we started to get really excited. They were able to adjust some of the things in the play and said working on it had given them ideas for the upcoming season five. We're trying to be very very careful to make sure it all fits and locks into place and then matt says some of the mythology stuff has been a little trickier but like ross said it's been fun to have the play influence the show and the show influence the play but added that he hopes it feels like a unique theatrical experience so yeah an interesting article which um really kind of sprung so many more thoughts into my head because when i first saw it uh it was kind of like oh okay I really 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 didn't want it to be a show like a stage show that you had to watch because it's not fair to so many people you know I will assume I'm gonna you you know London is very easy for me to get to I'm not it's not gonna be something you know hopefully I am gonna have the, the opportunity to see it it's location wise you know that is not logistics for me I'm able to go I'm able to afford it that's that's that but it's not so many people, you know, logistically, the millions of people worldwide that watch the show are not going to be able to get to see it. Um, it's more expensive than a Netflix subscription. It's uh, there's accessibility factors of, of it being a show. So I was really worried that, you know, thinking, oh, well, if it's going to tie in, is it going to kind of limit a lot of people from seeing it? Um, and then it is Sonia Freeman Productions and they did do Harry Potter. There's cursed child so i wondered if maybe there would be a book and you could like read it um it does say on this article as well that they they're not gonna like bring it into a show or like make it its own thing it's just gonna be a play like that's just what it's gonna be um it's just its own thing set in the world of strange things so that then makes me think okay if it's its own thing is it working under the same thing as like the comics and the books like they set they're set in the world but it's not like you, it, it doesn't matter if you don't see it because it's not something which is crucial to the plot and I'm happier that that seems to be the option because I don't think it would have been fair to make it something which lots of people um couldn't see I think it's important that the people that watch like the tv show and that's the kind of ending that we have 
um we don't have to ha you know there doesn't have to be something else that kind of fits in as well i don't want them to fall under into like the marvel thing um which was my initial thoughts but I'm, that article kind of seemed to clear it up that maybe they won't um but i'm a little bit now nervous because it feels like things are just not going to tie in at all i think it's just absolutely going to be like the books and the comics where there's going to be things that don't entirely tie in to uh the uh the central the central plot um and the big thing about that uh is also like bob hop and joyce being there um because there's so much that kind of comes into that so i asked emily for some of her thoughts as well um so i'm going to kind of talk about hers alongside mine at the same time so she said like hop joyce and bob them being in it like is it just massively fan service because also if henry is the focus if it's about henry's kind of life he's younger than them like he's like 12 13 right when when they move to hawkins and the hop joyce and barbara high schoolers so like that's a, not gonna be a thing um they're not really gonna like interact um and also then my my thoughts for that is then if they're in it and all of these storylines, like it says in that article, all join up for one big climax, what a, a Hop and Joyce, have they just conveniently forgotten that something weird went on in Hawkins when they were in high school? In season one, Hopper says the most interesting thing that happened is an owl laid, it, like, landed on Eleanor Gillespie's head because it thought it was a nest. Like, it, it, have they just forgotten? that stuff has happened if uh, that they were involved in was it you know were they conveniently forced to forget it is that something that could happen which like if they were forced to forget it but vecna slash henry slash one uh doesn't forget it maybe that's why when a gate has opened will is targeted because he re remembers joyce i don't know um but it does feel a bit like we have to have some characters that people already know which i understand but like how are they going to fit because yeah they, they've never once mentioned that something weird happened when they were in high school so i feel like if the town was weird then when weird stuff started happening again they wouldn't be doing it and i also don't know if joyce would have like had kids and had them in the town like i don't i just don't know i don't know yeah i don't know how that works um <laughs> But then we also have Henry, um, and obviously this seems like a massive. It it feels, um, it feels it feels like they had a lot of lo leftover information about Henry and the start of of everything. And I think that we're you know going to find find out a lot about him. I find it interesting where it says about and the shadows of the past have a very long reach, because obviously in season four we see about Victor Creel's kind of his his history in the war and the impacts that's had on him um but henry kind of when he gets when they get to hawkins he's already got you know the, the these kind of abilities um and i'm wondering if because it says before the world turned upside down is it he literally created the upside down but didn't realize he was doing it and we see him obviously drawing the mind flayer and then when he gets into the upside down when l sends him there the mind flayer is just kind of a blob not doing anything and he's the one that shapes it and I'm genuinely wondering if he has this ability. I don't know if the episode we spoke about this in actually went up or not. But we did an episode and we spoke about Will kind of drawing his own upside down map. Um, kind of thing. And how that worked. And how maybe he could add to it by 
and that's how he knew where to hide and maybe that's why what the upside down is is it slowly building this upside down of hawkins so it would make sense that henry created it and that's why it is just hawkins because that's where he lived at the time that you know that's that's where he was that's where he was when l sent him into it so he knows and that's why it was like a minimal hawkins and maybe will could add to it when he got there and when you see henry drawing the mind flare he's drawing it the same way that will is but maybe he's drawing it to kind of create it but he doesn't really know that he's creating it he's not fully aware that that's something that he's doing but he's kind of it's like this world for him and he's kind of kind of a place to turn to you know like kind of like a happy place even though it's not a happy place but you know what i mean for henry so then when l is attacking him and killing him essentially he turns to that place and that's why he ends up there and then he's able to shape it how he wants to um so like it is something that he kind of accidentally creates um the same way that l kind of accidentally created a gate like it's their abilities and it's something that they're not they don't know that they're aware of but they do it um and i wonder if that could be why what sort of why he did you know he's he's able to do that um and that's kind of why him and will are very similar you know will is also very creative and he draws he draws a lot he draws all the time and it would also then make sense why will can't feel him outside of hawkins because this is a hawkins thing you know it's something to do with that and it's what henry created in hawkins so it can only stay in hawkins like i'd be interested because obviously there was the split with the four gates opening but people were leaving hawkins as if the split did and like ends at the borders of it you know i'd be interested to see did it does it go into the next state over does it go into the next town over um or can it literally only stay there which case what why you know another point that emily made which i thought was really interesting and then gave me another thought was she said that um it, it could be fan service especially bob especially bob being a fa- fan service but is the clown dream that bob has because he says that the, the clown was in his dreams every night was that henry was that henry's influence um and i thought that was really interesting and thought that well, you know it could definitely be a nice little thing that they put in um and my thing was is that could could that be why originally when will was like possessed he was gonna or feeling him he was gonna kill him in the car like he was gonna get possessed in the car and kill bob then and there but obviously they changed their minds on that but could that have been that that's what it is bob brings up the dream henry recognizes oh i've dealt with you before and then that's when he kills him i'm really intrigued by it because obviously i think yeah it's definitely kind of tying into to to the to the beginning i think a couple of words in the descriptions uh is definitely um definitely interesting like i said i'm very drawn to the before the world turned upside down and also the uh, shadows of the past have a very long reach um and it could just be kind of yeah henry and that could talk about lots of things you know we know that stranger things does a lot about like kind of the mental toll of things which could be the mental toll of victor would being in the army and everything that happened there but it also could be something that's kind of latched on to henry um and these powers that he has which suggest 
shadow we actually asked you guys some questions as well one of the questions that we got was um why do you think it's called the first shadow what is the significance of that um and i think like as well when you think about shadows so we've got multiple multiple points um so with the shadow like the first thing that we have um is that it will was used to call the mind flare the shadow monster that's what he referred to it as um so you know we have this shadow monster and that was in the upside down just sort of existing as a blob and henry henry created that so has that have there been other things that henry have created before the also the poster for the show is um young henry in front of a window and his shadow is vecna um and they're kind of connected at the feet as shadows are and shadows are a part of you you know they are kind of like latched to you and a lot of the time when we talk about shadows normally it does have a negative connotation you know like they're sort of associated with the dark and you know you see shadows at night and they they play a trick on you and um they can kind of look creepy and shadows don't you know they can freak you out if you wake up in the middle of the night and see the shadow of like a jacket or something you know like they're all things that kind of the the word shadow has more negative connotations than positive um so i think again kind of the idea of something that's being latched to you and attached to you you know that's what happened with will did something like that happen with henry but henry kind of received it in a different way you know like he maybe he enjoyed it he enjoyed the sort of powers that it gave him and and why because obviously we can say that henry was the first one which it seems like it is and it seems like he's the one that kind of started it but where did his abilities come from you know what was it that gave him those abilities and i think that's something which does need to be really kind of explored um so yeah i think shadow is just i think that's why they've used it you know it, it kind of has those like connected to kind of latched onto you can't you can't shake your shadow you can't remove your shadow you know um i sort of think about peter pan's shadow which sounds like a weird comparison but the way that peter is with his shadow i kind of see that kind of within that with henry and his shadow you know so i think that's interesting your, your shadow is such a big part of you we also got a question which said um like do you think it's going to hold a clue to the ending um and to be honest i think it's just going to be a lot about henry at first i would have said yes but after that article um i think that it's probably more that we're going to find out about henry and what caused henry to be the way that he is but not in a way that will be crucial for the season five finale because like we we have had a lot of henry backstory a lot of episode seven of season four was henry backstory so i think that this is just going to be a little bit more of a dive into it and more about him and why him but not necessarily something that becomes that you need to watch it which i think is the right way to do it like i i feel like everyone that's been watching the tv show for all these years you know like if we assume that season five comes out in 2024 so i think they're supposed to start filming like may time this year so if it comes out next year right then that'll be eight years of this show and that's a long time to be watching something so i think that the ending of the show we deserve to be the ending of the show like the actual show like we deserve for that to be an experience of like we've been building and that's what it is regardless of the play existing um so i would i would like you know more information about henry and i think it'd be interesting to see where it came from um and i think there will be little clues there'll be little nods there'll be little bits of information they'll be like oh okay 
um and i'm sure there will be reveals um but hopefully it'll be about why he is the way he is and season five will tackle the big ending stuff um so that we still get that kind of satisfying ending that we we've been waiting for for season five um but yeah i'm sure there will be like little things scattered and little like if you know you know scattered and um, maybe there'll be a few things in season five but hopefully not enough to kind of impact the watch then we also got a comment that said it's so cool that we'll see a young dropper and more henry just hope there's enough of henry's backstory in season five which i think i completely agree with and that's kind of um how i i i i hope as well i hope that again the the show the tv show is the thing that gets them more focus and if they have got bits of information left over and they're trying to figure it out then we get that as um we get that in the tv show rather than the stage show you know like i think the main point the main plot that does need to really be saved for the show because like i said not everybody's going to be able to see the play so i think that um yeah it'll be it'll be really fun and it'll be really interesting to see more of it um especially because they have actually said there's no plans so far outside of london um it's also really interesting they chose london um but yeah so they've they've said no plans outside of london so i think that i would yeah i'd like to see a little bit more information but not not enough that it impacts the information we get in season five i completely agree with that so yeah so those those are my thoughts and emily's thoughts on the first shadow uh so we'd love to know your, your guys's thoughts so you can come and tell us that on instagram and twitter at hawkins podcast on youtube at hawkins do copy and on tumblr at hawkins do copy.tumblr.com and also on our website which hawkins do copy.com which you can come see see on there as well and um, when that's up and anywhere that there's a podcast you can come find us come follow us we love that please please do we'd love for you to to join us and let us know all of your thoughts on the first shadow but yeah thank you guys for listening to this episode of the hawkins do copy podcast and we will see you next time over and out